0: We are back like we never left. I'm your host, Jake Healy, our other host and super producer, Mike CFL is Thank here. Guys. Our guest today is Abby Albani, yeah. who we are very excited to have on. Uh, she's been a friend for a long time. She is a, she's a magician, an assistant yeah. to a magician, but she probably knows a bunch of cool tricks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the secret. Uh, she's a, a former sword swallower yeah right which is uh-huh. crazy like full-sized swords yeah. straight down the throat
1: all the way down
0: and then um i guess more most most relevantly though a uh, a severe cervical three cervical four neck injury survivor
1: i had grown up dancing and being on stage and had always had a passion for performing in the arts
0: The uh, the Dream is free podcast. We are on episode nine. nine. Yep. Episode nine. Nice. Um, I'm your host, Jake Healy, our other host and super producer, Mike Theophilus is hey, here. Guys. <laughs> our guest today is Abby Albani, yeah. who we are very excited to have on. Uh, she's been a friend for a long time. Uh, no, no, her and her whole family. Yeah. Um, she is a she's a magician. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, in so many words, I was an assistant to one. Okay,
0: an assistant yeah. to a magician, uh-huh. but she probably knows a bunch of cool tricks.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> the <laughs> um, secrets. She's a, a former sword swallower. Yeah. Right, which is uh-huh. crazy—like full-sized swords yeah. straight down the throat,
1: all the way down.
0: And then, um, I guess more most most relevantly though, a, uh, a severe cervical three, cervical four. Um, Neck injury survivor, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Which is probably you know the the most relevant thing here. The most relevant <laughs> today.
1: Yes. And the craziest part, yeah. And
0: um an incomplete quadriplegic, right? Which yeah. is what is it? explain what that is for us.
1: So incomplete means that the spinal cord wasn't severed, so it was more crushed okay. than anything. So there's more of a chance of regaining function and things like that, being able to walk, as we're a severed most likely it's just kind of just done
0: got it got it but oh. you
1: know there are the other yeah. ones that do get some function back yeah
0: the the hope stories yeah
1: exactly <laughs> yeah
0: but um tell us a little bit if you can about your how how you got into what you were doing first of all right because it's not like a typical path that most people go down right it's yeah. it, it's like the uh, the sword swallowing and uh, like you have to be kind of crazy to be like, all right, I'm going to try to do this right now, you yeah. know, but yeah, uh-huh. tell, tell us the whole story yeah. of, how, of how you got into it.
1: So I had grown up dancing and being on stage and had always had a passion for performing in the arts and stuff like that. Um, so when I was about 18, I moved down to Florida and was just waitressing and kind of not really doing much with my life. Why, fl- why
0: Florida? Just...
1: Uh, my steps, my stepsister moved down there. Okay. I wanted to get out of Connecticut and she was like, come move with me. It'll be great. You know, we can get an apartment together. And I was like, all right, there was nothing going on up here for me. Got I was it. bored and just not really happy being in Connecticut anymore. Yeah. And I was like, sounds good. Yeah. Check it's it warm out. there. Why not? Uh-huh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I was there for about five years And then one night, a friend of mine asked me to go see a sideshow with her uh, at this bar that we used to go to all the time. And I was like, all right, sounds cool. So we went and we were watching everybody perform. And I'm like, this shit is so cool.
0: What's a a sideshow for anybody that that doesn't know?
1: So a sideshow was with the circus, the show on the side with all the burlesque and weird oddities and crazy things the sword swallowers the fire eaters that were happening at the circuses okay um nowadays it's not really like that anymore and there's just troops that travel around together and perform old sideshow stunts
0: so that's like the main event now like you would just go to see a right
1: exactly or there might be Um, concerts going on where they would have them performing before the concert starts or on the side somewhere at like a festival or whatever um so I went to go see this show and fell in love with what I was watching and I'm like that's such a cool way of performing it's it's so interesting the people that were doing it were so different and I just fell in love with everything that was happening on the stage. And after we, I got done watching them perform, we sat and hung out and everyone was talking. And I ended up talking to the guy who was running the show. And we, after they had left, kept talking and kind of started dating. And I was like, I, not only because I liked him, but because I loved what i was witnessing and he he had brought me with him to go travel for a few days while they were performing and on tour yeah so i was like i met them in virginia and we went all the way to new york they had this bus that they were living out of that was converted it was an old prison bus it's
0: like some gypsy yeah exactly (laughs) so
1: they converted it into Um, a livable quarters where they had in the front of the bus the seats were still there but they had put in some tables and like a little futon um, bench and then in the back were bunks so I went and met with them and traveled for the few days and I mean that was just incredible it was like this ability to do things that were so interesting and be creative but also have this freedom of life that I was I guess I was lost at the time and just looking for something. Mm -hmm. And so it was everything that I fell in love with about it. And the fact that I would be able to be on stage, which I had missed because I grew up performing and stuff. So after I had got back down to Florida, I told him that I wanted to just go on the road if possible and just leave and start traveling and learning everything. So he's like, all right, you know, come. So we, I
0: when, I- when did you like jump in, like when did you start performing? Like when was the first first time you performed with them?
1: Um. So what had happened was I drove from Florida to Texas by myself straight. Right. It was like, I just packed my car up and- Just drove there? <laughs> jumped, jumped, jumped on the road and just drove straight there and I got to Texas, and for a month we were preparing f- to go on tour. Okay, so that's where I started learning everything.
0: Got it. And what were you learning?
1: Fire eating was one of the first things that I learned. Okay, and how do
0: you like? Just tell me how you start doing something like that. Like, where-
1: so first he taught me how to actually make the torches, which the ones that I were using was those rods that you can get at Home Depot. They're like just metal straight rods. And you actually use 100% cotton mop. Okay. And you just sew it up okay. with cotton thread. And then it's Coleman's camping fuel that you're using. Just douse it in there? Uh-huh. So you just like <laughs> okay. soak it up. And um, it at first you learn by just putting it in your mouth not lit. Okay. to get the feeling of the way to use the torches and how it feels to like how you have to open your mouth and things like that. Okay. Um, and then you light it and <laughs> you just start trying to put it in your mouth and working with the fire and getting a feel for how hot it is and got it getting over the fear of the fact that you're putting
0: fire in your mouth yeah right exactly it's crazy yeah yeah i've done some crazy stuff in my life but like i just can't ever picture myself being mm-hmm. like all right here we go i'm gonna try <laughs> to i'm right. gonna eat this fire
2: uh-huh. <laughs> that sounds crazy <laughs> yeah it's
1: it's a little i mean it you know it's a little ridiculous yeah. when you think about it but it was were you scared at all yeah right. Like definitely. You, yeah,
3: like, how do you get over that fear though? Just do it, yeah, just you just start yeah, doing it. And then,
1: right. like, and
0: you're I, around people who are doing it right, right.
1: yeah, Got it. so okay. I was around people who knew what they were doing, Trust watching it. me, making sure I was doing it correctly. I started very slow. You start like touching the flame because there's n- different ways to manipulate the fire, so you can do it with your body. You can, like, run some um fuel on your arm light and then it. actually light it and put a torch in your hand and then the, you can light the torch from your arm like there's yeah. different ways to manipulate it on your mm. body
0: i was watching uh david blaine mm. mm-hmm. did you watch that his yeah. doc- that documentary like on netflix
1: <laughs> maybe i might have seen that one well there yeah
0: he he drinks kerosene
1: he's crazy he's nuts so like yes. he, he
0: like the whole there's only like one other person that ever did it and like died from it and uh-huh. he was like obsessed with this guy so he started like you have to chug like gallons and gallons and gallons of water so that the kerosene in your stomach actually just sits on top of it oh, and then you drink the kerosene you gotta watch it it's crazy and then he <laughs> he like figures out how to like i don't know throw it up into fire it's like <laughs> 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 he's a weirdo he's it's crazy
1: yeah. I think he was the one that I saw was doing the bullet catch. Yeah, did he you does, see does that all one? that.
0: That yeah, he's. Did he, he actually that. do it?
1: Yeah.
0: Catches a bullet? He just did that thing where he was he filled up a whole bunch of balloons and then just lifted, you know, like himself up into the atmosphere, like very very high, popped it and then like, you know, parachuted, parachuted down. Parachuted down like yeah. Crazy. Inter- yes. interesting yeah yes go, go, go ahead you continue yeah yeah <laughs> um, you're our you're our david Blaine. you're like our real life you are i'm yeah. not
1: not <laughs> yeah uh so yeah so it started with the fire that was the first yeah. thing that i learned and then the second thing was walking on machetes
0: okay <sighs> just getting crazier and crazier yeah wow
1: um
0: which Point it up or?
1: So they laid a cross in the style of a ladder. Yeah, I could so feel it in my feet
0: right, right. now. Right, <laughs> me too. I think about something cutting my foot. Yeah. Uh,
1: so you like walk it up the ladder, but they're machetes okay. instead of.
0: Holy <laughs> Yeah. All right.
1: Um, And then I was also at that time learning how to do the blade box, which is kind of like a magic
0: Right, like you get in, they yeah. close it. That's like they, a. They
1: you they put like all these different like swords through there. Yeah, yeah, and and then you can walk around and see how I'm wrapped around all the blades. Got it. That's yeah. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> so that's cool. And then, um, at that point too, I was also the human dartboard in the show.
0: So you just, what explain that? Yeah, one. what is that?
1: You just throw darts into the back.
0: Into your back? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, have, there's some videos on YouTube of that happening. And
0: there's no way around that pain, right? It's just Mm-mm. you have to be a little, <laughs> little twisted. Yeah, I was just, well, I oh, was okay. just a little
1: crazy. That, <laughs> yeah, you know? just like not all there. No, okay. Yeah, all right. That's so awesome. When I first started touring with them, that's what I was doing. I wasn't sword swallowing yet. Okay. Um, that kind of came later on. I was learning how though, and that took months. Okay. That was like. Rightfully so. Yeah. Of what I wanted to learn, because I'm like, if I'm gonna do this, I want to be doing the craziest stuff that I can be doing, and like the hardest. I want to keep pushing, because once I started pushing myself and learning all these things, I was like, all right, what's next? I need more. And it just, you know, addicting. Like you just. just, Exactly. Like I I I was learning how to walk on glass. Everything. Everything that I can learn that I was. That was. Possible and that I was able to do in the show I was doing
0: and this whole time you're traveling around the country living out of the
1: bus Yeah, living just out doing of, different shows yeah. all over the place. Mm-hmm.
0: So that's pretty cool. Yeah anywhere where, Where's your favorite place that you've been to
1: with that show? Um Probably was when we got to go to Sweden and perform at some metal festivals That that's was cool. probably the coolest that I did with them.
0: Got it. And How long were you with them for?
1: Uh, it was probably a little over a year Okay. Yeah. So we traveled around everywhere, um, traveled to Europe, traveled the US, uh, living out of the bus. And then we ended up landing in California for a while and we were busking on the Santa Monica Pier.
2: Okay. What's Um, busking? What's busking? Yeah. Street
1: performing. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. We were doing that for a while. That was really cool. Um, You know, just standing outside all day.
0: Doing crazy yeah. shit for <laughs>
1: people, yeah, yeah, it's dope. Seriously, yeah. So and then him and I ended up s- parting ways, and I stayed in California. Okay. Yeah, so that's how I ended up out there for a while.
0: And then where, where the uh, the path go from there? What was what's the rest of the?
1: So I stayed out there performing. Um, just doing solo stuff at that point or finding other performers that I was friends with that I would do shows with and kind of travel wherever I could. And, um, you know, I, I would travel here, there by myself or with someone else or find other shows to be a part of. Um, and then I was out there for about a year and a half. And then where did I go? I went back to Florida. Okay hard for me to remember <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> went. yeah
3: it's a lot of places yeah
1: probably. um so then i went back to florida for a few months and i was living out there uh still performing i never really stopped performing like that was just kind of i found a way to make, make it a work. dollar to, to live and eat and pay rent if i had it and yeah you know but the performing was all that really mattered so i was finding ways to make it work um, and then a girl from Reno, who was a producer, found a video of mine on YouTube, and she contacted me and asked me to come do a casino show in Reno. Mm.
0: This is when I met your brother, okay, Joe. Because when I met him, he was like, he's like, yeah, my sister's living out in Reno, and yeah. she's a DJ, and she does yeah, all this. Yeah, that started too. Yeah. Uh huh. All right, so you get yeah. to Reno, and and. You're doing like a set casino show, like, yeah. it's like a regular uh-huh. occurring thing?
1: So it was for six months and it was four nights a week. And we would do one show a night and it was a whole variety show called The Biggest Little Sideshow. Okay. And Lord. I love wow. this show. Yeah. So Sounds it was, cool. It was The like, Biggest Little Sideshow? That's <laughs> that's a great name.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, because they call Reno the Biggest Little City. Oh, uh, cool. So Never she, knew that. Yeah. So she named it the biggest little sideshow. And it was so cool. Everybody in that show was amazing. They were so talented. Um, there was dancing and uh pole acrobat, and I was the sword swallower and I walked up the ladder of machetes. We had a contortionist that ate fire while contorting. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. That's it was crazy.
0: You probably have met the, the yeah. like the craziest people yes. in your They're, lifetime yeah. just
1: They're doing all wonderful, yeah. They're wonderful though. You know, it's just so like they're so creative and weird, and mm. it's just it's yeah, it it's was, a beautiful thing. Yeah, it yeah. Is, really, <laughs> yeah, really, it is.
0: Got it. So then,
1: so then I stayed in Reno for a while. I think I was there almost two years, um, and I ended up doing two more casino shows, and that was that was probably like the height of m- my performing. I was. Everything was, I was making good money doing it. It was, like, solid work. I was mm. working all the time doing these shows, or I started go-go dancing at the clubs out there That because all the girls that I was working with in the shows were doing that. So I just got involved in this awesome community mm. out there. Like, Reno's awesome. Mm, yeah. they have Especially a great for a community. performer, Yeah, it's right? just a mm-hmm. different...
0: Group of people probably cycling through there on the, on a weekly basis, right?
1: Yeah, it's just... And everybody's really nice. Like, yeah. it was just a really good place well, in my yeah. life. Like, probably the happiest I was performing was mm. being there. Got it. Yeah. So then the last show that I did in Reno was for three months, and it was a magic show. So that's how I then got involved in doing Grand Illusion magic.
0: Which is... Which Luke. is, yeah. Just...
1: Like the big illusions where you look like you're floating and, you know, the girl's jumping from one box to the other and looks like she's jumping across the stage and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Uh
0: And where'd you, where'd you go from there?
1: (laughs) So then after Reno, the magician that I was working with in that show, he had come from Luxembourg and they hired me to work in that show because he couldn't bring his assistant, I guess, from Luxembourg with him. Okay. So I auditioned for that show, and they ended up hiring me. And um, what's an
3: audition like? <laughs> yeah, that's a good. For
1: question. that, it was, um, you know, I, I had to send in headshots and things like that, and then I met with the producer, and he kind of just got a feeling for me, and then I came in and worked with some of the props to make sure that I fit first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then n- just to see if there was like a vibe with the magician, how it would look on stage us together and stuff. Okay. Mm. And I ended up getting the job, which was awesome. Nice. Cuz I had never done magic before besides the blade box and right. the the show. So this was like my first time really doing anything like that. So I was super excited yeah. to <laughs> be doing something new. Crazy.
0: And Real quick, we just have to give a shout out to your to your poor mother because <laughs> between yeah. you yeah. and your brother. I know. <laughs> her oh my her brother, for anybody who's listening, was like, you know, he moved out to California, was living in a, an MMA gym, fighting MMA, boxing all the time, just yeah. like now he's a Bridgeport police officer I know. My and poor just mother. like Damn. And she's so like Relaxed too <laughs> even cute ke- I'm, I'm sure she has another side to her but um yeah <laughs> I know.
1: she and you know what's awesome about her is she's always been so supportive no matter what we were tormenting her with yeah mm-hmm. i remember
0: seeing her like at we were at a fight at the casino for your brother and like just her watching like yeah
1: but she but up. she's yeah. there yeah, you know of course, she's yeah. there and it's awesome because when, when I first started performing and I told her that I was running away with the circus, <laughs> doing, she was like, what are you doing? Like totally freaking out. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to do what I want. Like yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then once she realized, I think that A, I was safe. It wasn't right. just some yeah, like, crazy thing I was yeah. doing. And that um I was serious about really wanting to do something with this with for my life. She showed up to every show she could oh wow like she traveled all over the place just to come see me that's awesome so it was really really nice and then even with my brother like every fight she could go to she was there when he wanted to move to san diego and live out of that gym she was like all right (laughs) do what you gotta do after dealing with you she's like i shouldn't
0: expect anything (laughs) less (laughs) like this isn't so bad yeah
1: Yeah, exactly (laughs) she's like oh okay so yeah, she's been great. Yeah, yeah.
0: So now you're uh, in Reno working on the the magic show, mm-hmm. the, the big mat. Uh, what was it called? The big illusion. Yeah, the grand, sh- oh, yeah. grand illusion. Sorry. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. So we did that show, and the guy that I was working with for that show said that he was putting together a tour that was going to go through Luxembourg and Germany, and he asked me if I would move out there. And do the show with him. So Naturally, you're, of course, I was like, "Yep, so <laughs> let's go." <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah. Luxembourg is like
0: one of the most beautiful like places that you could live too. It's gorgeous out yeah.
1: there. Yeah, it really is. Like, it's just ugh, the architecture and stuff just blew yeah. mm-hmm. me away. Um, so I packed up my bags and got rid of my <laughs> apartment, and I was like, "All right, on to the next one. Like, yeah. let's do this." Um, yeah. So I. I ended up in Luxembourg and the tour actually got postponed. So I ended up staying a lot. Like I was just supposed to go and do the tour and then come back for a few months, but it got postponed for a year. So we just took the extra time to really nail everything down and get the costuming right and do it a little better than if we were just going to do it like right when I got there. Um, so we stayed and did that and spent the year working really hard. Like I had never produced a show before. I had always just kind of jumped into who had the show. and
0: Yeah, they are like, you're going to do this. Yeah, you're go, exactly. And you're putting everything uh-huh. together. Mm-hmm. And
1: now like I'm helping do everything. Like put the costuming together with the costume designer and the staging and how it's going to be and how it's going to go. Like how each act is going to go and stuff like that. So it was a lot, but it was it was a big learning experience. And, um, yeah, so we started rehearsing for everything. And then the night before opening night was when I got hurt.
0: Oh, you didn't even get to do a show yet?
3: Oh, nope.
1: Wow.
0: How, how messed wow. up is that? This is your
3: first, like,
2: yeah. That was, like, yeah. the first
1: tour that I really put together yeah. and, like, really did everything and was a part of everything. Wow. I even get to do one show what the fudge
2: yes exactly <laughs> like not one
1: yeah. i'm like
0: what <sighs> of course
1: right. well,
0: so what was the uh the, the accident like what happened
1: so i was doing um it was the finale piece of the show called the double levitation and it's there's actually a video on, on youtube of that one too because we were doing it in the other show that we were in in reno um and so it's basically look it looks like we're both floating in the air so i would go up laying on my uh, like flat on my back and he would come up in a standing position behind me and i went up everything felt normal seemed normal. Su-
0: suspended or is that
3: too I much to I say it's tell. like part I of the
1: trick i
2: can't
1: i can't yeah. tell too much about it did you it. tell
3: like would like i mean have you told anyone any magic tricks that you know
1: <laughs> no, I won't really tell dang. secrets. Larry's like no. he's like
3: he, he won't she won't even tell me. Yeah, I know. No, I know. That's I won't. so yeah. funny. That's awesome. The uh, code yeah. the code is real. It is. <laughs> it is.
1: You can't go You know what it really awesome. is, is if I start if I tell you one thing, mm. like you start to realize how things get manipulated mm. and how things work and then it ruins it no why take that away from people yeah right all right
0: so for just we won't ask how how it happened but whatever was supposed to happen didn't happen correctly right
1: and the rig that we were on fell forward okay and that was it um i remember like feeling that something was happening and then i kind of blacked out
0: how high um, up were you
1: over 12 feet okay Um, and then I came to on the stage and I couldn't see anything, but like I was in excruciating pain and I couldn't breathe. So I was just like gasping for air. Like a bad dream, like when you're stuck in it. Cause I guess what happened was when, when my neck broke, my diaphragm instantly stopped working. Jeez. So I like, it wasn't functioning, so I couldn't breathe. And then all I remember was the, um, choreographer for that show she started giving me mouth to mouth and then I kind of blacked out I remember (laughs) being taken away in the ambulance a little bit and then I remember in the hospital them asking if they could cut my dress off and then after that I don't remember anything till I woke up in ICU days later
0: was it post poster like did they do a surgery or anything or was it just-
1: um so they did one surgery in luxembourg
0: while you were
2: they had
1: put bef- me in a coma okay like okay they i was completely out um they had to i forget what it's called but it's where they just release the pressure in the spine okay so the That's swelling right. can happen and it doesn't like crush any more of the nerves and Got stuff it. um and then they had a they had a f- uh, airlift me to Germany because the hospital that I was in in Luxembourg couldn't handle how severe the injury was. Like they didn't have the equipment. and Because Luxembourg is so small, right. you know. So I think they, they send people when they get into like severe accidents like that elsewhere anyways. Because there was another kid that was from Luxembourg in the hospital I, while I was there who had broken his neck. Really? Yeah.
0: Jeez, that's like <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, it's
1: crazy. Yeah, we ended up like hanging out a few times. His family was there. Like, you are you know. connected
0: with him still at all?
1: Um, on Facebook a little bit, but not not very okay. much. Yeah. Um, I haven't spoken to him in a while, but yeah, he was a little younger than me. But you know, when you're in the hospital and
0: bond, yeah, yeah,
1: you know, everybody's kind of going through the same thing, so. Like, God, this sucks. Yeah. Hey, what's up?
2: So, you yeah. basically, basically yeah. just, you <laughs> yeah. just yeah. Woke,
0: woke up in the hospital one day and it was just.
1: So, I woke up in Germany and I was still really messed up, though. Like, the drugs that they had me on had me hallucinating so bad. It was oh. crazy. It was so crazy. Like, I remember, it, like, yesterday, the stuff that I was hallucinating. Wow. I'm Like like people were flying out of my mouth and oh Jesus, yeah it was crazy <laughs> some like, powerful what? shit yeah I'm like what do you the Germans out? got all yeah. right
3: <laughs> they got the good stuff yeah we gotta tell uh, Aaron Graham <laughs> check out the German <laughs> produced shit
1: yeah they got some crazy stuff over there uh so I was like in and out and mm. my mom and my stepdad had flown as soon as it happened. There to just be Be there, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. So that was crazy.
0: And you just where what happened from there? Like you, after you you Um, waking up, like I I remember here, like I know the story from like the outside, right? You know what I mean? Because I talked to your brother the whole time it was going on. Like I remember when he went to Germany. I remember like you know talking to him and like when he came back and everything. But he's you know from what he told me, he was like you know like my sister broke her neck. She can't move. I couldn't know.
1: move anything. For the first three months, I was completely paralyzed from the neck down yeah. and on a ventilator for five. How many months? Three. Like Good. moving nothing.
3: I know. I, I know. I,
1: it was so crazy. What is
3: that like? Like,
1: I, I, it's. Did so they say hum- to you,
3: hey, you know, hey, you, you will be able to move again? Or was it like. No,
1: it was. We don't know. It was. Well, so. In Germany, um they kind of said that this was gonna be it. Like I mean not in Luxembourg, they said that this was like no don't expect walking. yeah, don't yeah. expect much more than what's happening right now. Um and then we got to Germany and they kinda never really said either way. It was just kind of like let's do therapy and see what we, where we it goes. Right. Yeah. Um so it was crazy uh just being what,
3: what's the therapy for that you know
1: um so i was doing everything i was doing physical occupational mm. they had somebody trying to teach me how to breathe again because that yeah. was like a whole thing i think that was the worst part was being on that ventilator
0: mm. probably yeah i <sighs> can imagine like just not being able to move sitting there
1: and then were well, you able to talk i could talk well n- so in the beginning, they had my throat blocked off with, like, this little balloon. Yeah. Um, just, I guess, because they had put the trach and everything kind of needed to heal easier. And um, I think my throat was also not working all that well at that point either. So th- I couldn't swallow because there was a chance that I could, like, aspirate into my lungs and stuff. Jeez. So you ever laying there
0: just <laughs> thinking to yourself like, what the fuck? Well, yeah.
1: it's crazy because in the beginning when I was in ICU, I didn't know that I was paralyzed mm. in my, I remember one day they had put the radio on and this was like when I was still hallucinating and stuff, but I thought I was moving my feet.
0: Oh, uh, but you were just like imagining it. Yeah.
1: I think my body was still like in such shock. That oh, you I, kind of have
0: ghosts right pains and stuff at that point right right? i think people talk about that
1: yeah like if you lose a limb like you feel like it's still there i think that that's what was happening with my body was it hadn't fully realized that it wasn't connected Mm. so yeah it it was it was crazy um so what happened after that so then I'm on the ventilator Mm. and I can't swallow yet. At one point, they had to like put this tube down my nose into my throat to check to see how everything was healing. And I thought that the guy had put a camera down my nose that I swallowed, that I was daddy left in there. Like crazy, crazy Mm. things happening in my head at that point. Um, But I hadn't realized. So one night, I think it was once they started lowering the medication and stuff, and I started being more aware of what was happening. Um, I remember laying there at night, and I, I they had all these blankets on me and all these pillows because I had a pressure sore, so they had to keep like adjusting me. To right, lay from on just one laying side. in one spot. Whoa. they have to keep moving. Yeah, you yeah. got it. And I remember I woke up and I was so uncomfortable; like everything hurt, and. I went to go try to move and adjust myself and I couldn't oh. and I just lost my mind Yeah. because it was at that point that I was finally conscious enough to realize what was going on. Yeah. And that
0: who, who is there? Just your family is there. And
1: so at that point it was that night I was alone. Oh man. So oh. one of the nurses came and she was kind of like
3: comforting you.
1: Yeah. And I was like, freaking out yeah shout out to the nurses
3: yeah, right. oh yeah. we God. said this earlier today right <laughs> no or yesterday yesterday, yesterday, yeah. or yesterday
0: but yeah we were talking about how great nurses are like just in general just yeah like,
1: the things those women and men do know, for, for other people
3: they're, they're selfless they're, they're the most my God. Order, yeah. yes for sure their hearts are like so awesome yeah it's amazing just to deal with yeah. shit all it's day incredible. long oh
1: and my still be like,
0: like kind and everything yeah i know
1: so kind and so caring and, like, warm and compassionate. I, I I don't know that I could ever do the things that they did for me.
0: I definitely couldn't. No. Yeah.
1: Like, I don't know <laughs> that I could do that. Yeah. No. Like, the warm and compassionate part, sure. But the other stuff?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just no. the stuff you're seeing all day long and, like, the... uh just the the cycle of all you know. Yeah just yeah. nonstop, you know what I mean? mean? It's it, it, like you have to be able to compartmentalize that and And they're taking orders all the time too on yeah. the side, like it's just a lot. Yeah. yeah. everything.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and then you're like dealing with people in pain and that's just like uh, a whole yeah. other thing. I mean Yeah. They before they had gotten my medication right, um, I had a lot of nerve pain. So it literally felt like I was sitting in a pot of boiling oil like everything was on fire and i remember one night screw like i was just in such agony i was like screaming at the top of my lungs like never did i think i would be like that but i was like hysterical and i had these two nurses that just stood there and they're like we don't know what to do like we're so sorry (laughs) i just felt so bad for them even in that moment because i'm like like i'm acting like a lunatic because i just don't even i'm not even like
0: yeah you don't know what to do they don't know what to do right and
1: we're just kind of staring at each other like what do we do but they're there yeah you know and they're like by your side and trying to work you through it and it's just it's incredible yeah what they do
0: so after you realize can't can't move anything and
1: yeah um So it got rough and my, you know, my mom was there by my side and she stayed for three months in Germany Mm -hmm. and just, I mean, that woman just, she was just like right there the whole time. She would sit in that hospital for 13 hours a day from the time I woke up until she couldn't sit there anymore because they had, they had to kick her Mm -hmm. out. She was just there and um, she'd like... So in the beginning, I couldn't swallow and stuff. Uh, I couldn't eat, so they had the feeding tube in my nose. And um, I went through these stages where first it was intensive care, and there then there was this thing called intermediate care where they start, like, moving you around a little bit more and you don't have, like, all the tubes in you and all all of that kind of stuff. It's more like, I don't know, it's like this middle ground of, you're not so bad, but you're not good enough yet to go to the rehab part of the yeah. facility. You know you're going to live at this point. Right, and yeah. 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 Um, so I was there, at, and I don't know how long I was each place. Like, time just kind of like blended yeah. in together. And then, um, so I, I think I was there maybe a week, maybe a little longer. And so there was where I started to be able to eat, like, processed foods, like, like, baby food type of thing. Mm. So my mom started making me, like, shakes of whatever she yeah. could just mm. to start getting some nutrients in.
0: How was that? <laughs> was it, like, nice to be able to eat Yeah, it's like, thing? just
1: having, because I couldn't put anything in my mouth because I couldn't swallow. So no water, no, not, like, I was so thirsty and just wanted some flavor in my mouth. Yeah. It's
0: crazy how you went from being a sword swallower to, like, having to... Right. Got, did not be able to even eat Nothing. anything yeah yeah mm.
1: it was such a was so crazy like yeah. i feel like it wasn't even real mm. you know Like yeah. i look back yeah. and i'm like did i really go through all that and how yeah like i don't you even no, know
2: no other choice <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean at
1: that point you know people say like i don't know if you could if i could do that if that was me but like you that you, you do when you have no choice. Right. right. Like, what? Are, what's your other option? Well, where I mean, I guess there is like, the
0: option to just accept, like, not doing anything, right, and just be, like, stuck in a hospital bed all day long, right? Like, you have to have some sort of right. will to... Inter- be, yeah. Maybe at a certain... Maybe not yet, but at a certain point where it's, like...
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, you could just be complacent and accept it and just sit there and not put the extra effort in, yeah. Right.
0: Um, so... After the, uh, you're able to eat some, some processed foods yeah, and like they're moving potatoes, you around a little bit. Like, yeah, <laughs> bring it on.
1: Yeah. Um, so now, at that point, I'm still doing most of my physical therapy in my bed. Okay. So the therapist would come to me and she'd move my legs around, a lot of passive movement just to keep the muscles and joints and everything kind of like moving a little bit. But I had lost over 20 pounds so mm. i had lost every like all all my muscles were gone and i was down to like 80 pounds it Ooh. was cr- i was so tiny it was crazy Damn. just like skin and bones um so after intermediate care i went to the rehab facility that was in the hospital but it was kind of separate
0: and you're still paralyzed neck down at this point or? yeah
1: because it was three months before i really started moving anything Okay. So I went there and there's still, I'm still on the ventilator and they're still kind of just moving me while I'm in the bed and um working on breathing because my, I think my diaphragm was working a little bit by that point. So they, they didn't know I, if I would ever be able to be completely off the ventilator, but there was a lot of hope that I would at least not have to be on it 24 hours a day. Got it. Um, cuz that was awful. I mean, they used to have to like stick this tube down my throat to like into the trach to clean out my lungs because I wasn't moving, so fluid was building oh, up. Oh man. Like, Jesus. It was so bad. Yeah, that's crazy. It's yeah. like uh, Right. You know, just thinking about it, I'm like oh, <laughs> so bad. So bad. Um so so then I remember one night this doctor from ICU came in to visit to see how I was doing. And um, he was like moving some things around and like telling me to like focus on this and try to move that. And after he left that night, the next day, my we were laying in bed and my toe wiggled. Oh, nice. And that was like. Did you feel it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I watched it, and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs>
3: like, That's my tongue. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> I'm like, "Holy hell shit!" Yeah. Oh
3: was, my god! Was that Damn, like, I uh, would have started crying if I were you. I'd be I like, was hysterical. Yeah, right? Yeah. Hell yeah!
1: Like, oh my god! Like, I there's totally hope. Would. Hell
0: yeah! Hell yeah. Like, well, so what did it feel like? Was it just like Jesus? That that hope reinstated? Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, oh my All god! Right. Something's moving. <laughs> like, this is, might happen. Like, yeah. I was so excited. I'm like
3: ready to do rehab right now. Like,
1: Like, let's let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Wonder woman status. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It was so crazy. That's awesome. And I have that on video somewhere. Mm. Like the toe move. I'm like, Oh my
0: God.
3: Wow. It was
1: just, it was crazy. It's funny. Like
0: what you're, what you become grateful for when you're like, right. Right. Put into those, those situations.
1: Yeah. Like who ever thought that I would be so grateful just to be able to take a breath, by myself right and yeah. not have a machine do it for me yeah. I, I never th- you know you don't think you,
0: you take your breathing for granted it's literally oh. something you don't think about yes ever. ever you're just like wow like my my heart just keeps beating and i'm just sitting here yeah breathing i don't even have to think about doing it yeah it's like right. yeah like you don't think about everyone it. everyone would be dead if we had to think about it right. <laughs> <laughs> especially with cell phones and everything it would be your
3: wrap yeah. Yeah. everyone would be like yeah. Ah. Yeah. like yeah what am
1: i supposed to do um, yeah. yeah breathe Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Uh
0: At what point were you, like, did that? Like, what was the process from the time that you moved your toe to?
1: So they, I think at that point I was leaving. They were putting me, like, they were starting to transfer me into the wheelchair. Um, I was starting to do, like, work on just sitting up. Mm. I remember the first time they sat me up after not sitting up for three months. And I, like, my Spine felt like it was just like collapsing on itself, <sighs> and I was like, put Pack. back! Like, had a couple freak out moments, yeah, where I feel really bad now <laughs> for the things that came out of my mouth. <laughs> but I was like,
2: probably
0: expected from them, oh though, yeah.
1: God. Oh my god, there was one day I remember they, the, um, these two nurses were transferring me in to my wheelchair and they like whacked my head with their arm on accident you right. know because the way that they had to do it yeah. was with two nurses one under my arms one grabbing my legs and kind of just like thrown me into the chair and she like whacked and it hurt my neck and I I was like telling her before she grabbed me though I'm like wait one second wait don't do it because I was oh. nervous I was like freaking out I hated when people touched me yeah and moved me it totally made me nervous I didn't trust like you're putting all of your trust into these people to like Do everything for you. So, you know, I was in one of my moods and I'm like, don't (laughs) touch me. And so she went and I started freaking out. I I felt so bad. I really felt so bad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm so sorry. They probably understand that. (laughs) So, um, so then they started like we started working on my breathing. So how that went was they took, they would take me off the air and I would have to try to breathe. And we would do it for like a minute and then one minute the next day turned into three minutes and then it kind of went on like that to where it got to where i was half a day without it and then i would have to sleep with it on got it. and then um finally i went i was going 24 hours they had to check the um oxygen in my blood to make sure that i was getting proper oxygen And then they had to do testing on my diaphragm to make sure that it was functioning properly. And at one point, the first time, they actually had to put me back on the machine for like four or five hours a day because my diaphragm just wasn't working good enough. And I got really nervous that like
0: all the progress was.
1: Yeah, that I was going to end up being at this point where I would end up having to use the ventilator for a period of time every day Mm. and not be able to go without it all day yeah so then i started like really working hard really working on like the exercises for your diaphragm and breathing and stuff like that because i was like no way am i staying on this thing for the rest of my life like that's just not happening and i mean i know that some of it's out of my control but
0: you were willing to do whatever you had to do to make sure that yeah (laughs) whatever was in control was your was done yeah Yeah.
1: so i you know just worked there's really nothing. I was just working hard every day. I mean, I would do therapy like four or five hours a day. Um, you know, and then in the beginning, a lot of it, when I was like laying in the bed, I did a lot of visualization of like thinking about moving my arms. And even if they weren't nice. like, I would visualize that actually Affirmations. happening. Yeah. And, um, you know, like we used to do this thing. My mom would we would sit there and she'd be like, just envision like this white light passing through your body and like coming out of like your hands and your feet and you're moving. And I mean, I think it works. Yeah, I, yeah. That's like does. some deep meditation. Yeah, you, know, exactly. like you put it out like, into the
0: world and I f- envision I f- it. Yeah. Yeah, it's I real.
1: Mean, I, I really do. Yeah. I really feel that like the mind is powerful. Yeah. You don't know what is possible. Right. You know what I mean? So you're laying there like why not well it's not gonna hurt to nothing else, else to do right <laughs> like yeah. it's
0: not, gonna, <laughs> yeah. it's not yeah. gonna
1: hurt me if i sit here and for five hours i just think about my toes moving and my legs moving and walking and, yeah you know and if i gained one percent from doing that you know it's a victory I yeah okay yeah
0: <laughs> did your diaphragm c- come back before being able to move like your extremities or was it Like kind of Um, all going on, yeah, all kind
1: of happening at the same time. By the time I um, was off the ventilator, was when I really started to get into the physical therapy, like super hard. Because while I was still on it, I couldn't really move my neck because I would start coughing from the tube being there and just having like that whole package of wires and and stuff. Yeah. So once that was out, that's when I really went like hard i was able to do a uh, horse therapy so i was riding a horse a couple times a oh, week that's cool. yeah nice so they would like take us in the bus and we would go to where the horses were and we would get to ride on the horse a couple times. And it helps with, like, gait and walking because it gives your body the Core feeling of... Core right. like... Yeah, and it feels like what it feels like to walk, you know. But the horse is doing the movement for you and it's working your whole body. I would
0: have never even thought about
1: right. that. Yeah. That's,
3: that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. And
1: it's it's cool to be... I mean, you know, to be able to be around the animals. Yeah. Nature. Yeah, yeah That's exactly. healing in itself. It's healing, exactly. yeah. Yeah.
3: Yep. yeah,
1: 100%. So I did that and then... I was doing um, occupational therapy. So that was pretty cool because we did a lot of art stuff. We would paint and things like that. Art therapy.
2: Yeah.
1: Yep. Um, And then I was also doing this thing called the hall. And it's like a robot exoskeleton. But this one, like they make a lot of them and they're passive So you don't really do any of the work. It's just the robot walking for you. But with this one, it comes from Japan. And they attach wires and electrodes to your muscles. and And you get put in a harness on a treadmill. And... You do the majority of the work, and then the robot picks up what you can't finish, and you just like walk on the treadmill for fifth
2: technology. Of course, it's from Japan.
1: Uh How did did that feel?
0: They're ahead of the game. uh Did it feel good to be able to, yeah, do the walking motion and everything?
1: Yeah, because I would, we would do it, you know, between the getting set up and everything, it was about an hour worth of therapy, but I would end up walking on a treadmill for a half hour. And it felt great to just be up and moving and doing. Yeah, instead of
0: stuck in a bed where right, you're like, yeah. yeah.
1: So I think that that honestly, like, really gave me a lot of the strength and ability to walk because of all that work of right. doing from that machine. Hmm. Like, to have that ability to use that, I f- it's, it's so sad that not everyone who suffers an injury like this has the access to things like that because it really does help.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, for real. What was the timeline from, you know, the accident happening to walking, taking that first step, like, on your own again? I remember, I remember watching. There's a video that I saw. And I mm-hmm. was like, yes, <laughs> I was so happy. <laughs>
1: I think I was walking and taking like a step by myself around like six, seven months,
2: nice.
1: like a solid yeah. good step alone, or like with with a crutch or something like right. that. I would say about six, seven months into being in the hospital. Got it. Yeah. And how
0: far out of it are you now? Like from how many, I don't know the timeline.
1: So October 15th will be five years. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You've come, come a long way. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm <laughs> up on it, you know? So it's it's crazy. It feels like a lifetime ago, but it feels like yesterday because it's still with me.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know? yeah, it's like a trauma that you'll have with you forever. Yeah. It's and like
1: <laughs> physically, like I still suffer... You know, not being able to function fully n- normally, you know, right. anymore. Like it, you know, so there's a lot that still lingers, even mm. though I'm so far out of it.
0: Yeah. What's, uh, what's life like today? How, how, like, what are you up to now? And
1: um, I still do a lot of therapy. Um, I, I tried to go back to acting school in this, I was going to school in Brooklyn for a little bit. But the commute ended up being too much for my body. So I had to kind of just bow out of that. Um, So that was kind of like a bummer because I was super excited to be getting creative again. Right. Um, So since then, I moved back to Connecticut and I I started a candle business with my boyfriend. Nice. So we make candles
2: and stuff. We got to get one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
3: We we get stuff from
0: like everybody that we have on here. Uh Uh-huh. We got the DA hat, the Narcos hat from yeah. our friend Aaron okay. that was on We got Full core Peace, top left. Full Court Peace, which is a nonprofit our friend does. We're, we're buying. Nice. We're, we're getting a whole bunch of stuff yeah. from everything. So we'll so buy a candle, and it'll take a spot a, in the yeah. studio.
1: What kind of scent do you guys like?
3: Um, Good scents. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I mean, I really, I, yeah, whatever. Do you like
1: fruity? Do you like more
3: like? Surprises. We like all okay. scents, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, we're, we're easy. No, we'd we're love to, to buy ones. So yeah, right.
0: we'll buy one. Yeah, we'll buy one. help out. Yeah.
3: Cool. Yeah, for sure. That sounds good. Yeah.
0: Did you find any like? So we had our friend Chris Barrett on here, who I think is going to enjoy listening to yeah, this episode for sure. He he was a big runner. He was okay. he was running 110, 120 miles a week, uh, sure, marathon. You know, insane. sub three hour marathon runner. His whole crazy. entire life revolved around running. running. Uh-huh. This is all this guy did from you know high school through college through adulthood. He was a track and field coach, like just a runner. And then one day he, he's running and passes out and doesn't know what happens. Wakes up, you know, kind of same thing that you were describing. In yeah. and out, in and out. Wakes up in the hospital. And they're like, you know, your, your heart rate spiked up to 300, 300. beats per minute. Three.
1: How did it not explode? That's crazy. I don't know.
0: So they no, do all really. these tests to him and everything. And then they end up putting in, like, the defibrillator, like, the thing mm. that stays in your chest. Well, right? they tell him,
3: they even say, like, yo, if we're going to put this
0: in. If we don't, if
3: this happens again, you're going to die. Yeah. Right. Or if we, but if we do put it in, you're never going to run again.
0: Or it'll be a very, very long time until you could run again, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, well,
3: I don't think he could run again. He tried again. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. at,
0: the, at the time, though, they were like, you might not be able to. So they put it in. And then he tr- he's trying to build his heart rate back up because yeah. you have to do it slowly. Ends up happening again. So then he's like, wow, I just like, I can't ever run again. Yeah. Like, his struggle with it was like, you know. That was his identity. That was his identity. You know right. what I mean? Like, he said on the podcast, like I wasn't. You know, Chris Barrett, I was the runner named named Chris Chris Barrett. Barrett. You know, so he associated himself with that, his identity and everything. And everybody who knew him, like in Fairfield, around the area, knew him as that. The runner. Right. See him everywhere. I'd see him at the gym running
3: fast (laughs) (laughs) and then i'd go to my house and then go downtown and then i'd see him running again (laughs) so it's like he was probably running the whole time running he's i'm like
0: whoa yeah he just loved running he's a beast it's inspiring i'd be like damn i'm so out of shape like for him he was saying like you know he had to once it was like all right well you can never run again like he you know he on the spiritual side of things he was like all right well this is god telling me like i need to figure something else out you know and like shift it and Uh You know how do I get through it? And same thing, like he just never accepted, just giving up. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So just you know, he he said like you know it's time to stop and smell the flowers instead of running by them. pretty Yeah, much, you know? yeah. No, yeah. I totally and then, feel that. but most recently, he in March he was on our podcast. He was on our podcast a few days. Yeah. ago. But in March he just told us he yep. had a stroke out of nowhere. Like was blood. He's thirty two. Right. Thirty two. Yeah. So he had blood pooling in his heart and shot a clot through to his brain, Yep. Jesus. stroke in the hospital, half of his body was paralyzed, yep. he, you know, and then he had to relearn how to, yeah. you know what I mean? Like they mm-hmm. walk again from, right, from yeah. all that happening. And he's
3: he comes, and then like a couple, what, what is it, a march till now? I don't, I'm you know, I'm not good with math, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, a few months, yeah. Yeah, a few <laughs> months. He's in here doing the show and he, he's telling us he doesn't even, it, it could happen at any time. Yeah. He's living with that all the time. So yeah. like
1: something could, just happened he knows he his heart know, you know right? he's got yeah. the heart
0: like whatever going on with his heart so he doesn't you know his whole thing was you know but he Enjoy was describing like in the hospital not being able to use mm. his you know he went to go grab his fork yeah and it was just like you know it didn't work and he's like you know his whole thing was like you got to be grateful for the fact that you could grab Everything. something with your hand the fact that you could breathe on your own yeah. like yeah. stuff like that like i think when he listens it. to your podcast yes. he's gonna be like damn like i should be grateful for be you know everything that happened to him you know because right. he yeah. kind of found light in it he puts his story out there same thing that you're yeah. doing and right. it's like it's yeah just like he wrote, amazing
3: thing writing a book like, right oh, yeah he's cool. gonna put a book together yeah. Yeah. there's yeah. a lot of ways you know where you can inspire people you know right. in, in this world just talking about yeah. it cause yeah. you don't know
0: Who's all listening? the other yeah. people Connecting. that go through it right. or have their own sort of traumas that are similar to it or right. put it put their life into perspective to them yeah, yeah.
1: I remember I did um I did like a a speech at a magic convention in Las Vegas a cool. few years ago and it was kind of like a TED Talk setup where I talked for like 20 minutes about my story and I had some video playing and things like that and afterwards I had grown men coming up to me on their knees like crying wow. mm-hmm. like just like i'm going i almost
3: wanted to honestly but yeah, I'm you, like, you I, have had a powerful story i yeah. really was i'm like but you know i'm emotional <laughs> 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 i am
1: but it's just like crazy like you never know what somebody's going through and like just what you telling your story and yeah and putting yourself put out there out, yeah putting it out there and being vulnerable what it's doing for somebody else you know so if I mean, I always said that if me telling my story could help one person realize that like you don't have to give up and like and you know you you can keep going and w- yeah. you know whatever they gain from it, right and doing Absolutely. something it's helping
0: even for for me to hear, I'm like, damn, like I gotta be grateful for everything, everything. to breathe you know like not not just wake up and take all this stuff for granted don't everything. even you know don't take for granted even just waking up right. <laughs> you know
2: yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, and I even get down and, like, start, you know, getting down on myself and forget about all of that part of it, right. you know? It's, it's but, natural. It's human nature, right? Right, exactly. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just like, you know, I, I could just not be here. Yeah. You know, I could not be here witnessing the things that my family is achieving or going through, or friends, or, you know, just we had my grandparents over the other day and just sitting and talking to them. Yeah. I could just not be here doing this anymore. And yeah. it's like, you know, because I I, I I, could totally identify with what he was saying, like how he was the runner and that was his identity. I was Viola Lalamia, the sword swallower and performer. Yeah. Like, I don't know who I am without her. Yeah. Okay. You're good. Um, <laughs> Everyone does it. Literally, <laughs> literally. But like, I'm still five years later struggling with the fact that I can't be on stage performing. Mm. And it's just, it's so hard because I don't know who I am without her. Because I was that and for so long that, and I loved it so much. Like it wasn't just like. A thing that I did like I truly love being on stage like mm. there's just something therapeutic some for there. me where I just feel more like myself there than I do in life got it for some reason so I feel like I feel like somebody died even though I'm still here right. at mm-hmm. some sometimes like some days I'm just like what do I do with my time yeah now you know and i still do therapy and i'm still just trying to focus on my body like right now i'm trying to get off one of my medications mm. it's this n- the nerve pain medication and it's been a nightmare trying to get off of it but if i don't need it it makes me tired every day and i mm. feel gross so i'm like if i don't need this anymore like i want it out of my life of course um so you know i'm still just trying to focus on like that kind of stuff where it takes a lot of time and energy, just doing that. So I know yeah. that I'm still working on something, but like, I miss being on that stage and having a purpose. I guess. Like, I feel you like should
3: read The Alchemist.
1: I have that book, but so. I haven't read it yet.
3: <laughs> <bada-bada>. <laughs> you guys you have no idea that book that's is like our st-
0: we, we need to get that book oh i'll, I'll bring it, it right in right. From, yeah. i'll bring it yeah
3: dude it's it's because it's like every episode is. i think it's been brought up right it's pretty much almost like every episode the spiritual episode
0: something yeah like yeah something comes up yeah. about the book like you want to talk about
3: purpose of? like everybody you, you know you may, i was thinking while you're talking here i'm just here listening to you talk and i'm thinking to myself yeah like you know maybe you, you know, you love that stage, you know, being on that stage, that's what you know. But I, you know, I'm thinking there's a different stage for you. You know what I mean? I, you don't know it. I don't know it, but I think it's out there and it's for you to find, you know, right, yeah. Yeah. for real.
1: Yeah. I, I, it's, I feel, you know, at some point I have to accept the fact that like, I'm not going to be jumping in and out of boxes anymore. Right. And or maybe around. it's a different type yeah, of thing. Right. I'm
3: saying there's, a, there's something different out there. I'm <laughs> telling <Yeah>. you, I <laughs> feel yeah. it. I you know it.
1: there's got there you know i i'm not gonna give up and just sit around and be like this is my life now right Like i'm just gonna sit here and do nothing i need to be creative like i i
0: if you were gonna do that you might as well have just stayed in the hospital right you know what fuck it this exactly. is it yeah like
1: ha- yeah have somebody wipe my butt for the my yeah literally literally you know i didn't go what through I'm saying. all of that nope exactly to just be like yeah now this is it but it's still, it's tough, you know, that acceptance. Yeah. I think acceptance is, like, the hardest thing that we can go through is having yeah. to, like, you know.
0: Even the guy that we just had on here yeah, earlier yeah, today, was, yeah. Johnny Bird, like, he was talking about his struggles with just identity. getting, yeah, identity and getting where he wants to be. And, like, he was just saying, like, sometimes you're when you're going through it, it's hard to see it from the outside perspective, but you just right. need to keep going going through it and get out to the other side even if you don't know what the other side is yet you know
1: i totally agree with that i mean yeah i mean some people don't find what they love until they're in their 50s like i don't think that there's this like cut like line of like if you don't have it figured out by 35 you're a loser no yep
3: not at all i agree everyone runs this race at their own speed yeah, I think people once people start figuring that out and stop judging everybody, it's going right. to be a lot more peaceful place, I swear.
2: Right.
0: And another thing that another guest on here <laughs> told us is you never figure it out. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never Do have you know? it. You never yeah. have it. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Right. And I I think that that's part of like the issue that I deal with now is I thought I had it figured out. I'm like this is my life. I will be performing until no one wants to watch me on stage anymore because I'm like old and wrinkly. Like 80, or whatever yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Right? But like, this is it. Like, I got it. Like, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't have to think about nothing anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to think about doing my, my craft and that's it. Yeah. And now I'm like.
0: Life is what happens while you're making plans. Right. right?
1: Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So, you know, one day at a time. Maybe yeah. you guys
3: start a YouTube series uh, with your adventures of starting this new candle business. That'd yeah. be cool.
1: Well, we started a YouTube channel because during quarantine, we I were, saw some of the videos on Instagram. We saw those Instagram. videos? Yeah. Yeah, we'll it's put
2: funny. them in the links.
3: Funny, yeah. We'll put them in the link for this video. Yeah, yeah. we
1: were doing those um, remake videos. So, yeah, I like doing stuff like that. There's yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm telling you, like
3: how you create the candles and stuff or whatever. You right, know, yeah. You know, I don't know the process. I'm not a candle
2: you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, know? I bet. I bet. There's a science I, to it.
3: It's
2: crazy.
1: That's what I'm
3: saying. Film it. Yeah. We got yeah. cameras. You guys could borrow some.
1: Cool. <laughs> <Sounds> <laughs> yeah. well, how about yeah. come well, coming can. candles right here. Yeah. seriously. Uh-huh. That'd be cool. We could
3: even bring this gear there to your shop, honestly.
1: It's the house.
3: Oh, Not, but it's on a
1: lake. It's a great backdrop. Oh, yeah. that's
3: dope. You know? That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Dude, that where can uh people find you on Social media, where can we find your candle business? Give us, you know, give us the, the lowdown of
1: um so the candle business name is Bonalucci. We have a Facebook, Instagram, and Etsy account. Um, and cool. then, you know, my my Instagram's Viola Lala Mia.
0: Yep. V-I-O-L-A-L-A-L-A, Okay. <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> Got it.
1: And then, you know, I'm on Facebook, Abby Albaney.
0: Got it. Yeah. Sounds good. We're we're gonna tag you and everything. And cool. do you have anything else like that you wanted to to say? Anything to get out there? I don't
1: know. When, whatever you know. Yeah. I don't know. I just.
0: No. I mean, you've said it. You've said more yeah, than enough already. It's crazy.
1: You know, you go through life and things happen, and gotta just roll with those punches.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for coming on, and think it's gonna yeah. be an inspiration to a, a lot, lot of, of people, people when they hear it. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, who,
1: Thanks who for was. having me. This was fun. Yeah, we yeah.
3: can't wait to okay. uh, have your
0: candles and
1: come yeah. see how
3: you guys make them. We'll film it. Okay, you know? sounds, sounds cool. good. Good yeah. day, good night, and good morning. Until next time. <laughs> Thank you.
2: Thanks.